everybody. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I am your host, Maria Felix. That over there is Lori Grogenkamp. Hello. And over here, to my left, is Cash Abdelmalik. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That Today took- we... Yeah, that, that took a, a weird... We're going to ignore it. We're going to glaze right over it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I would explain it. Today... We we we're we're shaking things up a bit. Yes. Mostly for ourselves. I think this is gonna be fun. I think this is gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Lori yeah. and I both did a mini case. So we have two cases for you today. Two yes. for the price of one. Um we both did mother and son duos, right? Yeah, murder duos. Murder duos. I was gonna do a mother daughter one. But it the the decree family, which is the family I was gonna do it on, is just it's too sad. Yeah. And there and beyond that, there's not a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two great reasons to not do it. And so we were like, yeah, it was tough. It was a tough decision. But Although, <laughs> if it is really sad, we could always jazz it up with sound effects. Well, yeah. I didn't do yeah, yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay. That's we'll try it today. <laughs> That's what I always, I remember I had that brilliant idea where we introduce puns into the, or knock-knock jokes when it gets really sad. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> well, tr- maybe we'll do the Decree family next time and uh, we'll get into it. But for today, Ooh. I have um, what is known as Glasgow's House of Blood. And wow. Lori, you have? The... Uh, Paul White, Paul White murder, I guess the murder of Paul White. There's no like fun name like House of Blood, but well, yeah. I guess it was on an episode of Evil Lives Here, so I guess where evil lives. There we go. That's what I'll call it. I watched. I tried watching that for our show just once in a while, and every episode description is a man. Yes, like <laughs> yeah, we just call it. This is where. Man lives. Uh, yeah, a man lives here. A yeah. man lives here. <laughs> a man. A man lives here. Yeah. Someone died, and he's also evil. Yeah, I did. Uh, I. But you found one. I found one. Well, I. I mean, it was like you know the guy. It still was focused on the guy, but then also his mom like made him do it. I guess. Well, we'll get into it, but I should give it away. Scratch that from your want, memories. Do uh, you want to go first? I can go first, or do you want to go first? No, you go first. We're already in it. Okay. All right. Well, a fun another fun reason why I thought this would be great is it would show it, you really could see the juxtaposition between our storytelling abilities. Because I think Maria is such a better storyteller. I'm just going to be like, all right, sit down, shut up. <laughs> Let's get this. <laughs> I always feel like <laughs> when I was a kid, we would have these people come over. When I was in third grade, we had these people come over who had different jobs. Uh, to be like, oh, I'm a police officer. I'm a, you know, football you player. You mean to the school? Yeah. Okay. And they would do like speeches as to like what they do throughout the day. And right. we had this guy who was, he was married to the teacher and he was a football player, but he like acted like he was an army sergeant. He was like, sit down, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to ta- talk to you about football today. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about football today. And by the end of the day, you're not going to want to do football. And I was like, all right. I mean, I feel like that's not really my career path as a third grader, but. 
It definitely won't be now. Yeah. I feel like he should give that speech to like high schoolers because they're, you know, like I'm sure some high schoolers are just like, man, if I just make it into the NFL, it's going to be great. And he's going to be like, nah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. So also like, I mean, not to exclude women, but also like maybe the school, the class was like a majority women, little girls in the class. And him saying like, after this, you won't want to do football. It was like. I'd love to poll that class and see how many girls went on to be football players. <laughs> Just like I have the feeling, I have the feeling that he has done it to high. He has said this speech to high schoolers, mm-hmm. and he doesn't change his speech up that often. No. So. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> so he went in with just the one speech that he has prepped, regardless mm. if this was an all-girl pre-K. You are totally right because <laughs> I do remember there was a point where he goes, and all the women that come on to you. Oh my god. <laughs> As a third grader, I was like, "What am I hearing about women?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Okay, so this is. The murder of Paul White. Paul White was a volunteer firefighter who lived with his wife, Hilma Marie White, and their two sons, Eric and John, in Beverly Shores in Porter County, Indiana. So everybody kind of knew Paul as like this very polarizing figure. You either loved him or you hated him. Uh, His son, Eric... And his son, John, even went on to say that they had good memories of their father, but they also had a lot of memories where he was pretty physically abusive. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a shame. Not rooting yeah. for his death yet, but that's not cool. No. <laughs> Keep your hands off the kids. Yeah. So, on September 1st, 1981, uh, Paul White was sleeping on his couch in his home. His 15-year-old son, Eric White, was handling his, the... Paul's gun nearby when he accidentally tripped over a rug and the gun went off, killing his father instantly. The bullet went right into his head. Whoops. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was cleaning your gun for you. Well, my finger slipped. I also have, I want to point out how shitty dads always sleep on the couch. Yeah. Like you always, whenever you hear of a shitty dad dying or something, it's just like he was asleep on the couch. He passed out on the couch. Well, and he was dead. I think that's all dads, though. Like all dads, either sleep on the couch or they have like a specific chair where they're like, "This is my chair." That's true. You sit. You don't sit in my chair. I sit in my that's chair. True. <laughs> I would like to point out that Maria often falls asleep on our couch. Well, she's a shitty yeah. father. I'm a shitty dad. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm leading up to. <laughs> Put down the Pabst. <laughs> Why don't you just go get me another one? Oh God. Yes, dear. <laughs> All right. So the shooting was ruled as an accident and Eric was released and there was the police were like, oh, this is just an accident. And he was released. Well, three years later, oh. Paul's stepmother, Elaine White, goes missing. Oh, no. And they're unable to find her. But they find out that somebody has been cashing her social security checks. <gasps> so they do like an investigation and they find out that the checks are, uh, you know, are obviously being forged and that uh, Hilma had gone to like the day that 
Elaine had gone missing, Hilma had gone to the uh, disabilities office to see about where how to get her checks sent to her house. How to get Elaine's checks uh, yeah. sent to Hilma's house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How to get Elaine's. Sorry. That was a lot of hers in that sentence. Um, so they do like a stakeout and they find <laughs> Hilma and they see Hilma, Eric and John go like going to cash one of uh, Elaine's social security checks. So they arrest all of them. And at the time, John is only 14 years old. So he was 11 when his brother, when his uh, brother accidentally killed his father and now he's 14. This kid is growing up in a house of issues yeah. and problems. Yes. yes. So now, so the cops, this is the sense I got. And this is just from reading the articles and watching a little bit of a, like a one minute YouTube video. So I'm not, I'm could be wrong, but the sense I got was that the police were kind of just like, oh, you guys are obviously doing check fraud, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself because we don't know where Elaine is. Right. They didn't really, I don't think they thought, and this is just, again, my opinion, but I don't think they thought that they had anything to do with Elaine's murder. They just thought that they or, were seeing an opportunity or that she was murdered yet. Right? Or yeah, she's right. Now, she's disappeared right now, but nobody. Yeah. Nobody. She disappeared. So they don't know that. Yeah, you're right. They don't know that she has, they don't know what's happened to her. They're just sort of like, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. How dare you, you know, take, uh, sort of take advantage of this, an opportunity like this when there's a woman out there and we don't know what's happened to her. Well, could you do any worse? Could yeah. you be any worse <laughs> of a person? Yeah. I mean, they're lazy cops. <laughs> they care, but they're lazy. Yeah. They just get yeah. scold you. Like, oh, how could you do this? Yeah. No donut for you. <laughs> oh here's some so then here's a half of one so they put eric and john and and hilma into separate um rooms right and they go into each room and they're just like you know they go to hilma and they're she's just like oh you know i just we just saw an opportunity and we went for it and then they go to john and john goes yeah i killed elaine <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this 14 year old it's just like, yeah, you're you're right. I know why you're here. I killed the late. It's just like, oh, oh he's Jesus, 14. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, John then confesses to everything, and yeah. basically says that he and and this is also corroborated by Eric. Eric later confesses, but that he Hilma, their mom, convinced them that they needed to that. Eric needed to kill Paul because Paul was abusive and was going to leave them with nothing. So Eric shoots Paul and they make it look like an accident. Okay. Then. So John sees this happening. Right. And then three years later, they live at, uh, at the house that Elaine had, you know, owned. So, Helma then goes to John and says, your brother killed Paul, the, you know, killed somebody. You now have to kill Elaine. It's your job. Cause your brother's already, just... already done, already done it. 
Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. I'm confused. Who is Elaine? Elaine is Paul's stepmother. So Elaine's their, their grandmother. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. So she says, your, your grandmother's going to kick us out and we're going to be destitute. So you have to kill Elaine. What? So then, uh, so John shoots Elaine with a crossbow and kills her with a crossbow. Wow. And then the entire family, Hilma, John, and Eric, dismember Elaine's body, chopped her up into pieces, and destroyed various, you know, evidence, knife, chisel, cleaned out the Mm -hmm. garbage disposal, all that stuff. Um, And then put her, put the pieces and like wrapped the pieces up and then drove around and scattered them in various locations in Indiana, Illinois, and California. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> they traveled far to scatter those remains. Yeah. Could you imagine going on a road trip with your mom and your brother to just put body parts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is a family yeah. building exercise. It is. Yeah. They probably saw some landmarks along the way. They probably saw Yosemite, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, remember that Waffle House where we left the hand? Yeah, that place is great. It was so good. It was good. It was the best Waffle was... House along the way. Yeah, yeah. could you yeah. hands down? Could you be like, like the anybody? <laughs> hands down. Oh my god! Uh, get out of the car, Eric. What were you gonna get say? Get out of the car. <laughs> yeah, you're wa- you will not be ignored. You're walking home, buddy. You're walking home. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be so fun because it would be like, if I was a kid in that car, I would be like, Hey, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Disney world. And the mom's like, no, we're not going to Disney world. It's way out of the way. It goes, we're going to Disney world or I'm going to freaking yell out the window that we got body parts in here. Yeah. Yeah. He's all holding up the leg. He's like, we're going to Disney world. (laughs) We'll go to California adventure, but that's it. <laughs> Pulls out an ear. Yeah. What was that? What was that? What did you say? Nothing, honey. Nothing. <laughs> we're getting all the fast passes. Yeah, we're yeah. going to. Yeah, that was right. I, I meant Disneyland. Sorry, I did Disney World in Orlando. But uh, yeah, but <laughs> they're not the same. They're not the same. No, no. One's really Which big. One's well, one's like yeah. a world, so that should give One- you. <laughs> yeah oh oh disney oh yeah okay disney world's like a big big deal huh yeah, yeah oh well, yeah disney world's big it's like a whole town like it's like i mean disneyland is big is bigger than a lot of towns so it's, disney world is it's, it's big okay cool good to know if i'm ever in florida it's like well i want to go there i'll tell you this we spent like a day at epcot center just when I went to Disney when I was a kid, just trying all the food, and it was like we barely scratched the surface with Epcot Center. Like it is a is big. Epcot Center. Li- I'm sorry. It's all the different like nationalities. So you go and you have like Italian food, German food, oh. French food. I'm assuming we just did Italian. I thought Epcot Center. I thought Epcot Center was like the whole thing. No. No. Really? That's At just least you have the rides and. And there are like Disneyland people screaming at you right now. Oh yeah, there's so many people. <laughs> oh fucking sorry guys. So sorry I didn't fucking make it to Florida to go fucking relax. To Florida, yeah, relax. <laughs> I always wanted to go. Everybody, Cash has never been to Disneyland or Disney World. You've never yet, been no. to Disneyland? No, I have been to Disneyland. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, didn't you get? <laughs> yeah, on my birthday, and I got broken up with. <laughs> what? Wait, what? 
Yeah. So it's like not going to Disneyland because clearly it was the wrong person to go with. Yeah. Wait, did Unlimited, she uh, plan on it breaking up with you or did it just happen? No, I think I think I worked that magic in myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we were we were going there. We were it was like my first girlfriend and like legitimate. And I think that I don't know what happened. We're, I was, we were both like, existential, and I think at some point she was just like, this can't work. And I was like, it's my birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it, it was your birthday? It was yeah. my birthday, yeah. You got, wait, you got broken up with on your birthday on Dis- In- at Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's fine. She was a bitch. What a... <laughs> Yeah, she's dead now. I hope I hope you re- I hope you're listening and I hope you're sitting on piles of shit. No, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, by all means. Yeah, by all means. Yeah, Break up with. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, well. I was going to say I was yeah, going to say like took a tangent. No, I was going to say like, yeah, we know what we got, but then I was like, I'm not a part of this. I'm not in the relationship. <laughs> Like why? Why am I being happy about it? But you are because if, because of the podcast. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you hadn't been married, you you wouldn't be in the podcast. So that's good. That's, that's right. Fun. I'm yeah. glad. All right. Me too. Okay. So where were we? So <laughs> so they travel. So they yeah they travel around burying body parts, putting body. Right. I w- I would love to know how far they like bury them if they just kind of like put them on a trash can and ran like ran away. It, I see. It seems like an Easter egg situation where they like hid them behind bushes or like telephone poles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, so, uh, so John confesses, right? He confesses all this stuff. So then they go to Eric, and Eric's like, "Yes, this is true." Basically, what happened was that uh, his mom, Hilma, had been trying to kill Paul for months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She had. He was a. He was abusive, right? Yeah, he was abusive, but also his mom was pretty abusive too. I, I mean, uh, ob- uh, obviously. Obviously. Was he for real abusive, or was he just like in the way, but like abusive? Like she's just saying it. Well, they did say that. I mean, they said it, there were several articles where they said that that the boys they they said the thing where they remember good times, but they also remember a lot of abuse. So mm. right. I mean, look, I think abuse of any kind is bad. So, you know, maybe it was, I mean, my parents were abusive when I was a kid. I still love them. So maybe it was like not a level of abuse where it was like, you know, I have to separate from my family sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. abuse of any kind isn't good. So I'm not trying to rate, I'm not trying to rate abuse. Like, (laughs) like, plus, like you said, they're both abusive. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So the mother, Hilma, had been po- trying to po- been poisoning Paul's food by lacing it with rat poison and Valium. Ah, oh. daring combination. A little, a little uh, sixth sense action. Yeah. So she Wait, was that. Forget it. Yeah, that's what they put in that girl's uh, food, right? Because yeah, Munchausen Barton's food. Munchausen by proxy. I thought it was that or Lysol. I can't remember. Let's say that's what it was. <laughs> let's just say it. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So she, so anyway, so she then, she, <laughs> apparently the, Paul is just eating this food like, oh, you put something new in it? It's pretty good. Like, nothing's <laughs> happening. 
<laughs> and so she then convinces her son that they are going to they're going to get divorced and when they get divorced that Paul is going to uh, kick them out and they're going to end up living on the streets. And so she she basically tells him, like, you have to kill your father. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You will die at the hands of your father if you do not kill him. Mm. So then they go, uh, so then they, so he shoots his father. That happens. Well, then the mom then goes to John and tells uh, John, look, you, we need, you need to kill your grandmother again. You know, she's going to kick us out, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so Eric says that she was essentially pressured into doing it. Uh, he said that after, um, after Paul's death, he found out that his mother was poisoning, uh, oh, he found out his mother was also trying to kill his grandmother by poisoning her as well, but she was the same. She was just like, oh, is this new? Is this a new soup? Like, <laughs> this tastes great. And that wasn't working. So then she got John involved. And uh, Eric tried to escape to the Navy because he didn't want to, um, you know, he didn't he didn't want to be around his family anymore. But right. his mom kept calling him and calling him, saying that they needed help, that he ended up uh, going um, back to his mom. And then that's when they, the, they killed the grandmother and dismembered the body. And he, the mom even left, um, a piece of the body in his car so that when he drove back to his base, he, um, he found that he still had a piece of the, his grandmother's body in his car. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. So he ended up leaving, uh, he ended up going AWOL from the Navy and, um, and then, the, and then the family, then they found out about the checks, and then they were all arrested, and then that's when they confessed. So. Damn. Yeah. Poor kids, man. Poor kids. Your mom's horrible. Yeah. So the brothers pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter and agreed to testify against their mother. They received between five and 20 years, which I think is kind of a crazy ju- like difference. <laughs> it's, it's a big jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they were released in 1996 due to good behavior. And, um, however, Hilma Marie White received a 90-year sentence. Good. Yeah, her prison term was to run concurrent for 50 of the, um, concurrent. She received, well, she received 50 years for the murder of her husband and then, I think, uh, some time for the attempted murder for, uh, her uh no sorry 60 murders for the murder of her husband and then 30 for the attempted murder of the mother-in-law Six, 60 years for her husband and 30 for the grandmother the mom yeah Jeez. so do you think that she wanted to kill the grandmother as soon as she killed her husband yeah because she started like she started in on the grandmother as soon as i mean within three years the grandmother was dead and they were forging the the checks. Yeah, I wonder if she blamed the mother. I wonder if she blamed Elaine for like whatever way that she thought Paul was or whatever she thought was wrong with Paul. Yeah. Well, she also like she's... had the same because Elaine was subsidizing their was helping them. So she probably had the same mentality of like she's going to 
you know, she's going to take it all and we have to kill her in order to keep it for mm. ourselves. Mm. The real victims in this are the, her kids. It's horrible. Yeah. But at least at least they, you know, they had some good behavior and they got yeah, out. Yeah, but they're they had they killed somebody at the behest of they, their mom. So I mean, not to be an asshole, but I also think the real victims were the victims. So <laughs> I was leading up to a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, sorry. It's I'm been sorry. Ruined. Start start I'm over. Sorry. Start over. No, 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 start no, no, no. over. Start, 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 start over. Who are the real victims no, in this? The real victims are the victims. <laughs> Honestly, that's the, the first problem, time I've heard problem, it. The problem was my setup. So. <laughs> That's my penalty, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. I have to say, uh, Hilma looks insane. She does. She is rail thin. Mm -hmm. She has a, a huge, I think she might have a thyroid problem. She has like a huge Adam's apple. Yeah, that's a gullet. Oof. And she, she looks like a bird. Honestly, mm -hmm. there's this picture of her standing behind Eric. She looks like an evil bird. She looks like the wife of a clan member in the 1800s. She's terrifying. She's very yeah. gaunt. And she, uh, she's all emerging from the shadows. She's all, <laughs> I'm here for your spirit. She <laughs> earned a college degree, which I would love to know what that college degree was for. Was it for like fine arts? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not that hard to earn a college degree. I mean, I'm sure she was smart. They all were smart. It's she sad. And Lori, don't make fun of fine arts degrees. She okay? got a yeah. graphic design college. <laughs> God damn you. What's wrong with that? That's a nothing. good living. Nothing. I have a fine arts degree, but I did nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the arts. Oh, yeah. She That's looks true. like she was at the insurrection, for sure. She looks like she. Sure. Uh, yeah. So um, she in 2000, she petitioned a sentence for modified for modified sentencing, which was denied. So now it looks like she could potentially be released April 2027. No. And in uh, an episode of ID, the I think it's called like Where Evil Lives or Li Evil Lives Here. Evil uh, Lives Here. Eric stated that he regretted the, his actions, but that in that he still has remorse, obviously, for what happened. He says he misses his dad and remembers the good times he had with him. And he also finds it hard to come to grips with the fact that he killed one of the most important figures in his life. Yeah, that's that's really tough. That's it's oh, gotta be tough. So sad. Sad for my boy. <laughs> was that your joke from earlier? <clears throat> no, I'm just riffing. Straight riffing. That man. was the joke. Oh, I thought earlier. it was no, it wasn't the joke from earlier. <laughs> I had to do with nineteen ninety six. I thought it, it was, was very specific. I thought it was Paul had come <laughs> through you as a spirit. I was like, that's my boy. Yeah, that's why I came out so scratchy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys got any of that rat poison soup? That tastes real good. <laughs> yeah, was that oregano? I just, <laughs> I just love that. Like this fan, like, uh, like it's like a ras ras mutant kind of thing where they like literally, sh they, she literally was like, I have been trying to kill you <laughs> for so goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, and I had to get the kid to do it. The kid had to do it. Yeah, I almost want to see them admit that to each other. Like you know. Maria and I will do this thing from time to time where we pretend that we're an old couple that's just mean to each other. Before, we're super nice to each other. We're just like, oh, God, another day, huh? What is this, more gruel? <laughs> I almost want to see them fight with each other. I've been trying to kill you for years, Paul. Keep trying. You yeah. know, like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you. I think the 80s are especially are that 
type of relationship where I bet she was like, I put rat poison and Valium in this. And he's like, mm, it tastes great. Put some more yeah. in. I'm never yeah. going to die. <laughs> I can only hope to God that it works. <laughs> like he would eat it in front of her as some like yeah. weird twisted way. to, And then they would just have like so much just like sex on the table after he finished. Hate, yeah. yeah. Hate sex. Yeah. 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 Hate sex. I yeah. can't wait for this to be over. He's like pouring the rat poison on t- on her face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lap it up. Eat it. <laughs> this is a terrible couple. The kids walk in. They're just like, Ugh. all right, fucking, it's another Wednesday. Yeah, and Eric's just like, I feel like I'm gonna have to kill Dad. <laughs> That's, this is definitely <laughs> a a Law and Order SVU episode. Oh sure. Oh, I you know? I wonder if they have done it before. I bet they have. They've done stuff that's similar for sure. This was like a Stabler era. Yeah. 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 He, gets, he gets all mad and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys Hilma been? Would... Oh, sorry. What are you saying? Hilma would hit on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, I, li- I like the cut of your jib. He's like, you yeah. couldn't handle my jib. Yeah. <laughs> I can handle those jeans. Get up. <laughs> Have you guys been watching organized crime at all? Uh, no. We've seen... Oh, oh! You mean I thought you, I thought you meant sarcastically. I thought you meant crime in general. Um, <laughs> have you guys been crime? seeing? Have you guys been watching the 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 report? The, the, yeah, the, the Orga- New York Post ticker. Yeah. The ticker. Have you guys been looking at life, what, like the game or the magazine? No, like the we, life. No, we just saw like the life. Pilot. <laughs> we saw the pilot, um, and his face was so weird in the pilot. Yes, and Who's? in part of episode two, he's got a weird thing going on with his chin. Maloney you... has a weird thing oh. going on with his chin. Have you guys seen that picture of his butt? Yeah, that's a, that's some <laughs> buns of steel, I have to say. Yeah, it's like a that, bubble that, butt. A big, old, big old dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his daughter posted a TikTok about it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a huge ass. <laughs> he's got a nice ass for, like, how old is he? Oh, he's got to be what? Like, even he's, for his age, got to be in his fifties. Yeah, he has like mm-hmm. a he has like a twenty year old ass. Did you it's guys ever watch Happy? That show Happy? No, it was based it's off a thing. graphic novel. I really like the graphic novel, and I like I only watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season, but he uh, he plays like a grizzled old cop who then turns into like a junkie alcoholic hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do flashbacks, there's a scene where he's fucking his partner in like the storage room and he's completely nude for some reason. And she's like got all of her clothes on. <laughs> well, I mean and Maloney his Maloney ass is good. will go will go nude. Yeah. For no reason. I mean Oz, he was naked. Yeah, I was all gonna say Oz. Oh yeah. yeah. He showed his dick all the time in Oz. Yeah. They're like, You have to rape this guy. He's like, Cool. He's de derobing. They're like, you don't have no, right, you don't actually whatever. have to. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, but I was just like, wow, he's got a nice ass. But yeah, he was. He's proud of his body. Yeah, he's got a great ass. Good for him. Good for him. Let's all raise a glass to that ass. <laughs> there it is. There we go. <laughs> all right. Speaking of ass, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it in spades. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Laurie. That was cool. <laughs> are they? So they're out. Uh, the the kids are right. The kids the are boys. out. Yeah. The bo- the mom hasn't. She's still she's still inside. I don't know 
maybe she's using her, you know, degree in uh, computer technologies to uh, <laughs> technologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of just the why, she's like, yeah, no, I got it at ITT Tech. Okay, yeah. they teach you yeah, they, technologies more than one. I can take apart a computer <laughs> and put it back together, and it almost always works. So, <laughs> not Max though. Yeah. By the way, I'd like to say that what you guys are doing is pretty cool. It's like normally we eat one muffin, but now we got two small muffins. Yeah. Murderous muffins. Variety. Mini. Murder muffins. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Now I'm hungry for muffins. I am too. God damn it. (laughs) Sorry. I just... I miss bread. Oh. Maria? Tell me about it. (laughs) So this is the uh, Glasgow House of Blood. On October 16th, 2004, Mother of the Year, Edith McAllendon was released from her most recent stint in prison. <laughs> What's the point? What are you laughing at? Just mother, mother of the year? Mother of the year. <laughs> she's really, she's she's great. She's, she's really gonna, she's gonna, she's top notch. This time, she had just done nine months on an assault charge. Damn. Yeah. Edith was 37 years old and had a long criminal history of prostitution, thievery, and assault. And to no one's surprise, she was also an alcoholic. Oh, you got to get through it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you got to get through it. That's right. That is 100% it. I'm I'm going to stab this dude. Now I'm selling my ass. Got to take a stiff drink. I'm sure that's what she yelled at people when they were like, are you done drinking? You got to get through it. (laughs) And they were reacting the same way you did. They're like, fucking, yeah, look at her. Yeah, man. Okay. If I look like that, I get drunk every day. (laughs) Upon her release, Edith went right back to it. From prison, she headed straight to her boyfriend's. Edith's boyfriend was David Gillespie, or Gillespie, probably, 42 years old. David, like Edith, was regularly homeless. But for now, he was currently living at Ian Mitchell's place. Ian was a good friend of both of theirs, and Edith normally referred to Ian as Pops because of his age, probably, because he was 67. Come on at Pops' place. I'll take care of you. (laughs) High on drugs. Not a problem. (laughs) Yeah, not a problem. Call Pops. I mean, I'm sure it was one of those situations where it's like, all right, you're getting too out of control. You got to go. You got to go, man. You got to go. That's true. Yeah. But me, (laughs) there's so many bad situations that I would get involved with that probably happened. It's okay. (laughs) Dear God. Ian's place was in Cross Hill, Glasgow, Scotland, uh, on the top top floor. He had a flat on the top floor. So Edith arrived, and her, David, Ian, and their fellow flatmate, Anthony Coyle, known as Tony, who was 71 years old, start or more than likely continue drinking like edith starts but like the other guys probably were continuing i don't want to seem ageist because i've been called on other podcasts ageist but this seems like a very old crew it's a it's an old crew two of the guys are super old and the other yeah everyone's too old to be day drinking period yes 
You never tools when trying to figure it out. <laughs> you gotta get through it. I just, I just, for some reason, I just imagine that you're just like a janitor at a high school that's just like seeing some kids do drugs. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> look at my life in Georgia based on your life. <laughs> hey, I spent a lot of time near high schools. I don't work there. I actually I often yell at children. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go. And I, and, I, and I just piss my pants. <laughs> just gonna, I was just going to say, and I piss in the supply closet. And that's what I call my pants. <laughs> it's a play closet. Reach in there and fish out some hammers, would you, boy? That's what I oh, call. I'm so drunk. That's what I call my dick. <laughs> what the, the hammer? <laughs> hey! Um. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, that's funny. That's really great. Uh, okay, what was a... Um... I totally lost my train of thought. I now I'm Sorry. like, okay, wait. So okay, yeah, she's hanging out with. Uh, so she's at, she's hanging out with the old crew. She's hanging out with pops. We know one of them is yeah. old because he's called pops. So you're not being ageist. You're just being real this time. Yeah, she's hanging out with the bucket list and uh, <laughs> the cats <laughs> on the bucket list. <clears throat> so hours of them getting shit faced pass. And eventually, as drunks are wont to do, Edith and David start arguing. Mm. Mm. Natural pastime. Pretty good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, during the argument, Edith got so angry that she grabbed a knife and stabbed David's thighs repeatedly. Ah! Oh, that'll do it. As she did, she severed a femoral vein. So David... Mm. His blood thinned by the alcohol quickly began to bleed out. Oof. As the other two men stood by and did nothing, Edith panicked. And then she had the genius idea to pick up the phone and call not the police, but her 17-year-old son, John. Smart. Very smart. 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 John was also homeless. And probably had been for a long time, given that his mom is a piece of shit. Sorry, John. <laughs> Get it? That oh, sucks. I was really hoping I, he was like a doctor or something. <laughs> yeah. A 17. 17- he he's the chief of police. Yeah. 17 year old <laughs> chief of police. <laughs> it's like Doogie Hauser with the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, honestly, though. Is it out of the realm that the that there's a police off there's a police station run by a seventeen year old? <laughs> I, like I mean, honestly, I think you're gonna see it this fall on ABC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, starring Edie Falco again. She's gonna try and <laughs> pretend to be seventeen and a boy. Yeah. <laughs> so besides him being homeless, we don't know much else about him. John showed up in a taxi. With his 16-year-old friend, Jamie Gray. Edith had told Ian, Pops, that they were there to help David. So when they arrived, Pops paid the taxi fare and escorted the two upstairs to his flat. Mm. When I don't know why Pops would believe this. In the, like, this is, this is the problem when people are afraid to call the cops. Mm. Clearly, she's afraid to call the cops because she has a history of with the cops and there's no way to explain she she stabbed somebody this was no accident she stabbed him yeah mm-hmm. but then the other dudes 
are also afraid to call the cops, clearly, because they don't call the cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if you're in that situation where you are someone who does not want to call the police when shit really goes down, trouble is abhorrent. It's, it's just going to be it's going to be a problem. It's a tricky situation, right? Yeah. You know? And I mean, I understand not wanting to call the cops. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but once somebody is stabbed, then you got to call somebody. Yeah. I would say like. And it can't be a teenager. Yeah, I was, no. I was gonna say, uh, having being having somebody in here who actually works one with teenagers regularly, uh, there I wouldn't call them like to get me a yogurt. Like they, <laughs> the teenagers are often not reliable. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I definitely don't think that uh, if 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 I was in a, a jam and I didn't want to call the police. My first thought would be, would be, let me call my 17-year-old son. My first thought would be, like, what older man do I know that is in my vicinity that could help me with this situation? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It definitely wouldn't be, like, let me call my 17-year-old homeless son that I didn't even see before I decided to come start drinking after uh, I got out of prison. After she got out of prison, she didn't even go see him. She didn't even go if, see him. She went sorry, straight to sorry, David. I did this son, something bad happened. You gotta come over now. I mean, I guess maybe, I mean... I don't know. Am I missing something? But if they're both homeless, how do they? How are they able to communicate with each other? How Pigeons. Oh. I mean, cell phones. <laughs> or cell phones. You could probably. You could probably have. Oh. Anyway, he he was able to. She was able to communicate with her boyfriend and go go to his place. He didn't pick her up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pigeons. Edith has her priorities. Okay. Uh, clearly, she has had them for a long time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> pigeons and drugs pigeons yes it's definitely pigeons guys <laughs> so <laughs> that's it should be called pigeon wireless that's what we should we should create a phone plan and then it's just pigeons and people are like wait i thought it was a phone plan it's like no it's pigeons like what it's called pigeons wireless why why would we not do pigeons people would be so mad <laughs> <laughs> like but you we charge by the minute yeah the minute that the pigeon is flying we charge <laughs> yeah it's not a sound business plan but you signed the fucking contract like, yeah <laughs> you're locked in for a year yeah, yeah at least <laughs> yeah we can extend it that's part of the contract <laughs> all right we came up with a good sound business model yeah don't go with any other business those are for the birds <laughs> oh I have my hands up for the fucking NCIS guitar. Do you want me to go? No, I'm making oh. you go. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Next one, you're getting it. So when John walked in and Edith explained what happened, John's first decision was to get rid of the witnesses. I wonder how oh, like Jesus. charming she was when he first she if she was just like immediately like there's a body on the floor, I killed him, or if she was like hi, how are you? Yeah, gave How him a big you, hug. How are you doing, my boy? Oh, my boy. Uh, <laughs> it's so good to see you. It's good to see you. Someone date. <laughs> what? Someone date. Oh, someone's dead. On the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So John turned around and stabbed Pops. Holy shit, not Pops. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. He just turns around and just starts stabbing the 67-year-old yes. man? Oh, yes. Man. 
Oh yeah. my god. This is like as these soon as two Edith are in sync. <laughs> yeah, as soon yeah. as Edith ex- explained what happened um and then he saw what happened because David's lying there dead. Then he turned around and stabbed Ian. There are some reports that say that there was some kind of argument that John had with Ian about him trying to rape Edith, about Ian trying to rape Edith, but it's really fleeting, and I don't know if this actually happened during the attack, like during, like if they actually had this argument or if it was something that John added on later to try to justify his actions. Oh, I was, I thought you were saying that John wanted to rape his mother, but it was Pops who wanted to rape. He's claiming that Pops wanted to rape. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably just like a, you know, it probably, honestly, probably was like the, Pops probably was like, what's that on the floor? It's like, you looking at my mom? You want to rape my mom? It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, please help David. Please help him. He's like, why are you looking at my mom that way? There's a man Uh, on the floor. (laughs) <laughs> Stop giving her fuck eyes. What are fuck eyes? Yeah, is that a thing? Hey, <laughs> the old fuck eyes. It's like the last thing he says before he dies. What are fuck eyes? Ah, my liver. <laughs> well, he falls to the ground and John repeatedly kicks Ian in the head. Kicks oh. him? No! That's not That's not fair. funny. You're still, <laughs> You're still laughing. I'm so awkward. It's so terrible. Why? Why would it's you very kick sad. him? It's called the Glasgow handshake. <laughs> okay. The irony is rich. Okay, I'm sorry. That's it. Oh I'll my stop god. So we, I'll stop adding in so we can eat. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. It's also it's about to get it's about to get sad. Oh. Sadder. So okay. Uh, the kicks in the head caused Ian's brain to begin bleeding. And the savage beating didn't stop there. While this occurred, Tony, Tony's still there. Mm -hmm. Tony tried to lock himself in his room. But John and Jamie used a drill in the house to take the locks out of his door. Oh, that poor man. Could you imagine just watching the locks come undone? Oh, terrible. Oh. They entered, and according to Jamie, he hit Tony over the head with a golf club. Hey. No, I was real. That was real. I wasn't doing a bit. <laughs> we'll never know exactly who did what. But when police conducted their investigations, they said that the men had been beaten with an axe, oh. a baseball bat, oh my god, golf clubs, a hammer, knives, metal files, a belt, and pieces of wood. These are all the things that you could acquire in Grand Theft Auto to hit people with. What the fuck is going on in this house? Maybe that's what these two are thinking. They were just like going around the house and finding items. All right, yeah. they're beating him with an X. I got a baseball bat and a belt. Bring them. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I got a really good idea for a video game in about 20, 20 years. 20 years. No, in about no. 15. No, it's already happened. Oh, uh, shit. This was 04. There. The new first GTA was already out. Yeah, I'm right? sure. Yeah, but it wasn't anything like. You could get stuff like this. You you could get like a yeah, gun. I and then, well, I don't know. I'm sure John was like, "This is Grand Theft Auto," and his mom's like, "What?" He's like, "Nothing, nothing." 
Well, this is something you can't do in GTA. After they were dead, or after I should say they were done beating them and stabbing them, the trio poured boiling water on the men's heads. Oh, why? They said it was to ensure that they were really dead. Oh, so like if they had boiling water on their heads, they would scream from the pain. And they would definitely die, probably. And they would die. Wait, trio? Who's, who else is there? Oh, the girl this that's is. with this Edith son. is still oh. there. Edith hasn't gone anywhere. She's standing by watching all this happen. To her friends. To her friends. Yeah. Jesus. So then around 3 a.m., Edith, who later claims that this is when she had realized what happened after sobering up, went to a neighbor's house and begged him to help her and that something was wrong with David. So the neighbor followed Edith back to the back to the flat. Uh, where he said he peered in and he saw that blood was covering the floor, the walls, and even the ceiling. I think that it's not clear what happened immediately next, but I'm assuming what happened immediately next is that he closed the door and left to call the police because he did call the police. And then when the police showed up, Edith was there alone. So I'm sure the neighbor was just like, um... You know, I, I have some. I left the water. I left. I left tea on. Yeah. Tea, you left. Oh, it's fine. All right. Oh, wait here. Oh, wait here. Bring me a. Bring me a cup of tea, would you? I sure will. Sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Kind of tea. Kind of tea is it? Chamomile. Oh, I love chamomile. Okay. I'll be back with some tea and some biscuits. All right, love. Okay. <laughs> so. I wait. So the neighbor's description of the of the house when he looked in would quickly give the crime the nickname the House of Blood Ooh. in the media. It should have been called the House of Knickknacks and Random Items that were used to beat people to death. Because well, that's yeah, <laughs> that has a ring to it. You're right. <laughs> yes, yeah. way better than I, House of Blood. I, I I thank you. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the first pit, first pitch for the equivalent of the New York Post in Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you're fired. Parker, <laughs> get in here. I'm going to take my talents to New York. <laughs> so when the police arrived, they found Edith alone clutching David's body, begging him to wake up. Uh, okay. Yeah. Edith was immediately arrested. Good. And the investigation into the three murders began. But... Remember, Edith was alone when the police came. So um, the police, during their investigation, said that it was fairly obvious to them that probably two to three me- uh, like men were involved besides Edith due to the extent of violence at the scene. And for her own part, Edith had smeared her own blood all over the apartment and on the men's bodies, supposedly to plant her DNA in a place she already was and definitely contributed to killing to. <laughs> you, see, uh-huh. you see, now that's that's the cool thing about drinking. It opens your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it expands your horizons to be yeah, like, hey, man. I shouldn't do this, but you know what? I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. She probably was like, what happens if they're vampires and they just need my blood to get going again? Yeah. I, I, 
stabs the same vein that she stabbed on David. She's like, this one, this one leaked out a lot. <laughs> this one's a gusher. Yeah. <laughs> All over the walls. You're doing it, Edith. You're doing it. Hey, you're saving lives and you're making art. Edith, you're a revolutionary. Hey. So Edith God. wasn't giving up any info about her son's involvement. But two weeks later, a homeless resident, uh, like a resident at like a homeless shelter, the equivalent of a homeless shelter kind of hostel situation in Glasgow by the name of Brian Gallagher went to the police. And he said that a fellow resident of the place, John McGallanton, was boasting about the murders. And he had told Brian... Stabbed a guy in the legs, man. There was blood everywhere. It's a, it's a fella tried to rape my ma. So I had to teach him a lesson, eh? He also said he... Did my ma's boyfriend! All the help of my brother Jamie Gray! <laughs> Fucking like, shite, man! I feel like you gotta rephrase there, bud. You said, did your mom's boyfriend? Uh, hey, that's what he said. That's what he said. Hey, plowder. That. I won't. I'm from the streets of Glasgow. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> so both John and Jamie were arrested, and all three of them were charged with murder. When Edith arrived at the Court and Vale prison, she told everyone that she was one of the killers from the House of Blood and showed off about it. News from other prisoners said that she started having a string of lesbian relationships as soon as, soon as she arrived. Ah. Well, I mean, yeah. When you get, <laughs> you know. She's also popular. not new to prison. No. One inmate said, Before the court case, she was tolerated, though not liked. She swanned in here as if she owned the place and then set about chasing young lassies for sex. <laughs> what kind of a woman does that? I ask you. Chasing. I'm for an answer. Chasing? They're in a cell. It's not like she has to go like, I'm going to get you. She well, might she, have to. They are in circles often. Yeah. So then when the gory details about her actual case started emerging and getting back to the prison and prisoners started finding out that she had stood by as her son committed murder, mm. some prisoners started turning against her while others obviously feared her a lot. And then so like there was another comment from the same inmate that said she's on borrowed time as far as some inmates are concerned. She is a subhuman bitch. Who should be festering in hell? Pages. Subhuman bitch is pretty good. Subhuman bitch is like, that's, I'm going to call somebody that. Yeah. That sounds like a Russian punk rock girl group. Subhuman I bitch. I love that. Yeah. I like that. Subhuman bitch. There's two bands called the Subhumans. Um, They're both great. Really? Yeah. There's one from Canada that's a lot, I, I like a lot. More than the British one, but the British ones are great too. Oh. But subhuman bitch, that's fucking. Mm. Mm -hmm. There we I'm go. Gonna use that. I'm gonna start a punk rock group called the Subhuman Bitch. Nice. I, yeah, I got, got the haircut for it now. I was, I was gonna, gonna say. <gasps> you do, Jinx. So Edith, John, and Jamie all went to court at Glasgow's High Court in May of 2005. Initially, they pled not guilty, and 
uh, as soon as they had arrived at the courthouse and saw each other, people said that they were giggling and chatting together like it was like a tiny reunion. Super rude. Hey! Oh my god, good to see you! So good to see you! You look like you've lost weight! Oh my god, what are you doing? This also shows how mentally ill she is because how can you be excited to see two 17-year-old boys? Yeah. Even if one is your kid. It's just like, oh god, like, I already had to deal with court today. (laughs) Yeah, because then all they want to talk to you about is like Pokemon, and you're like, ugh, right, I get it. Pokemon's fun. That's, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like oh that 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 time they murdered a bunch of people. It's like, ugh, yeah. okay. Just those two things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to me when you got a Charizard. Is that a thing? Charizard. Charizard? Yeah. Char Charizard. Charizard. <laughs> there we go. There, you did it. You said it right. <laughs> so they enter their plea of not guilty, but then the prosecution showed a video that police had taken at the scene. The video showed the state of the apartment right after the attack. It showed the bloody halls, the weapons used, including the drill and golf clubs with tufts of hair on them. The downstairs neighbor also testified, and he said that it had sounded like thunder upstairs on the night of the murder. After the video was shown, the three of them changed their plea. They each pled guilty to one murder each. Edith said she killed David. John pled guilty to the murder of Ian and Jamie to the murder of Tony. They all said that their plan was to make it seem like someone else had murdered David, not Edith, and therefore they killed the others in order to try to frame the story that way. It's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. John and Jamie received 12 years to life, while Edith received 13 years to life. So John and Jamie could be out on parole in five years, while Edith had to stay in prison till at least 2018. Hmm. All three, uh, all three were still laughing and joking as they were led away. That's such fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, but their jokes were like, uh, look at that guy on that bench over there. <laughs> yeah, they just had like mean homeless jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just making fun of people for being fat. A lot of the word faggot going around. Hey, yeah. Faggot. Uh, I really could use a faggot because, you know, faggot means cigarette back there. So. Oh. Oh. Are you going to keep that in? <laughs> sure. Why it's not? Pretty tricky <laughs> loophole. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a gay person, right? Isn't, aren't I allowed to say that? Okay, I, I should know. be allowed. I think I'm allowed. You're, I don't know. You're the authority that has to answer that in this case. Am I the authority? Uh, in this case, yes. out of the three of us, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel weird given being given that power, but yeah. <laughs> You're the gay authority here. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take it. I'll take that on. <laughs> so, faggot. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. That fucking stays in. It's no way to cut it out. <laughs> I'm almost done. Okay. In 2011, Edith was in the news as reports emerged that the then recently arrested Th- Theresa Riggy, who had killed her children, had cozied up to Edith 
and another prisoner, Caroline Dunsmore, for protection from other inmates. Riggy is an American who was arrested for the killing of her twin boys and five-year-old daughter. The son had previously reported that she had been beaten in prison, thus the newfound friends that she made. Oh. Caroline Dunsmore, on the side, was arrested after she let her daughters be sexually abused in her own home. So these are like two. So Edith and Caroline are like obviously despised in prison, Mm -hmm. you know, by other inmates. And they probably have their, you know, their like despicable group of friends together to survive. So she joined them. I also I noticed that whenever we do cases in the U.K., they have way more goss from the prison than Americans do. Yeah. They like like you can you're not gonna hear about this in an American prison. It's not gonna make the news, but the sun is like always getting these reports. Yeah. About, yeah. Well, like what they're they, up to. They do more goss. We do more gun violence. And yeah. rape. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh we is that a big is that known? Do we do we is that a there's this uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. I look, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying I didn't know that that was a known abuse of a, of the inmates in the system. Yeah, yes. pr- that's prison's number one export. Yeah. Oh, that oh, I I thought you were talking about just like in general. Is that not like a unanimous like thing in jail? I just assumed that no, that was like it's, a. No, it's it's really not. It's really not. It, That's it is wow. Very very American, but I mean it, it happens. Is very American, yeah. It happens in a lot of a lot of places also, but in America they're like this is like currency. Wow, so sad. Yeah, so. yeah. I remember they were talking about like the, these two women who were like in love with each other, and one of them like moved, got to move to the prison where the other one was staying at and it was like they're now they can be a couple and it was like they're prisoners right they're still going to be prisoners so I thought that was kind of yeah funny. but they're a couple yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean I, I forget which uh serial killer or killer it was that the lady that she she like kept sending i think we talked about her she kept sending her lingerie that she had in prison to like a crime museum in the UK. Yes. She's like be- beloved by the dude that owns it because of it. Yeah. And this is like, it's, it's lingerie and stuff that they get in there. So, you know, I don't know what's going on in the UK prison system, but it seems like it's not totally for profit like ours. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And there's less um, rape, which is nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then in 2014, Edith made the news again, this time by herself, when her poetry was part of a prison art project that was uh, reported about in the news. And we'll we'll get to her uh, some expert excerpts from her poems and just and like at the end here we're almost done. Okay. But the last update is that uh, John and Jamie were released in 2016. Ooh. Wow. And although we don't know what happened to Jamie. John was in the news again in 2018 for abusing his girlfriend, mm-hmm. Lauren Cassidy, in public. Mm. Witnesses said John was shouting and swearing at her and knocked the phone out of her hand and that he even punched her and kicked her. But John, uh, even though John was arrested, his girlfriend refused to press charges, so the charges were dropped. Uh, smart. Um, and that's it. That's what's happening with them. I, I honestly, I tried to look up if Edith was out, uh, cause she was supposed to get out in 2018 was the earliest she could get out. There is no 
info on the, if she's out. So I think she is. And she's just staying under the radar for now. Ugh. Well, I hope I hope that she, you know, has sort of put that behind her. And I hope she maybe is able to do, you know, be a productive member of society. But well, yeah, her son's doing so well. Yeah. I can only imagine yeah. she's thriving. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they all got COVID. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that'll be a hope that we all have for years to come. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're dead of COVID. So. Yeah. So uh, to end the episode, here's a couple of excerpts from <laughs> Edith's two poems. The first one is called Help Me. And in that one, she writes, Help me now. I find myself coming close to an important time. I could be out of these walls soon. Well, three years time. Ah. I need help, and I just don't know where to get it. I need some help. I truly don't know. Beautiful poetry. It's like a song. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think that was then, the impetus for John for John uh, Lennon's help. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need somebody. Not just anybody. And then in Pathways, uh, she writes, Turned out to be the path of destruction. I don't care to share those memories, but I'm heading down another path now. To your house. You sound like, yeah, right? <laughs> you sound like Maggie Smith when she plays Professor McGonagall in Harry Potter. <laughs> well, uh, <Cool>. I mean, <laughs> Professor McGonagall would probably beat her ass in prison. Yeah. Maybe we should do it as Alan Rickman instead. Yeah, do it as Alan Rickman. <laughs> Turned out to be the path of destruction. I don't care to way share better. those memories. It's way better. That's good. I I'm like heading it. down another path now. One, two, three, four. Uh, what? Five. What are <laughs> Just you counting? Just counting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a good Alan Rickman. I thought it was fun. good. I thought it was good. Oh, thanks. I thought it was going to be more like Dr. Susie. Like, we killed him with a ratchet. It made a... We killed him with a hatchet. It made a lot of ratchet. Yeah, I really wish she would have tried better to rhyme, but... No! Whatever. She didn't, what she, she didn't try. She clearly never tries. No other sound can match it. If there's crabs, I'll catch it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love how she was like... I think I need to rhyme, but like only on the last word and then yeah. everything else <laughs> doesn't need to rhyme. I'm, I'm heading down another path now. That kind of rhymes. Mm -hmm. Not really. That reminds me of my, uh, the, when I took a poetry class and this guy in the poetry class kept trying to make uh, poems about the professor and how sexy she was. <laughs> and he would always, oh my God. And he would always <laughs> do like, uh, he would always like do like really terrible rhymes, and so he'd be like, oh, "She's got a nice dress on today. Maybe she'll wear a pantsuit like the other day." <laughs> like oh. that's oh, okay. oh, that's not geez. a rhyme, buddy. <laughs> like that's was that was that was that Drake? Yeah, in your class? Uh. Drake was in my class. That's right before yeah. he made it big. He he took a <laughs> community college poetry writing class. Yeah, and that's the one that did it. That's yeah. what, that's you know, the, how he, he learned. Found he found his talent. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the lead singer of Weezer learned how to write songs from a UCLA class. So, you know, I'm just saying. Wherever. Yeah. Shows. 
Okay, well. What, I don't <laughs> know why you. we went, I went on that tangent, but yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Maria. That was a fun story. Thanks, Cash, as always, for being there to make sounds. <laughs> Thank you for your story. We'll be back next week, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Goodbye.